Welcome to the Effective Statistician with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, the weekly podcast for statisticians in the health sector designed to improve your leadership skills, widen your business acumen and enhance your efficiency. In today's episode, I'll talk about an experiment, my personal deep work experiment. For this episode, it's the first time that I'm actually alone. Um, actually, it's the second one, but it's the first that I'm really alone recording here um, in, in my home office. There's a lot of interesting learning for me over the recording of this episode, which actually is a recording about across a couple of different days, which is also quite unusual. And I'm sure what I will tell you, there will be some familiar things. But I'm also pretty sure that there are some things in terms of productivity that you haven't heard about it yet. This podcast is sponsored by PSI, a global member organization dedicated to leading and promoting best practice and industry initiatives. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to special interest groups, the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars and much, much more. Visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member. Hi, this is Alexander Schacht and today I'm alone at home because I need to get a lot of work done in a short period of time rather large work package dropped in and it had really priority high timeline pressure and i think you can all relate to that so um of course i had a lot of other things to do and i discussed that with my supervisor and in alignment with him i cancelled all meetings not directly related to get this specific deliverable done And that is basically nearly all meetings. So, and compared to my usual work days where it's kind of, you know, fragmented with a couple of meetings, um, now I don't have any meetings. And um, that feels a little bit awkward. And um, I will see how that goes over the, over the next days. So I will report a little bit about this experience. I will try a couple of different um, focus techniques and will just report about this. So for me, this is, I thought this is a nice opportunity to do some experimentation with um, focusing techniques and just report to you about that so that you can see what's out there um, and what you maybe can apply to your day-to-day -day job. So um, what's happening with all the stuff that I actually originally wanted to do in the next uh, two weeks and this is all now delegated to somewhere else, shifted and really only the most emergent um, Uh, things were delegated and um, yeah let's see how that goes in terms of um, how I prepare to that I um, send a separate email um, after those email to to all of those where I canceled a meeting I send a separate email to my direct reports so that they know um, I'm still there and in terms of any urgent help 
um, I can help them. But I have a great team and I trust them very much, so that shouldn't be a, a big problem. Okay, I will publish everything of this together uh, in the end as um, one or two podcast episodes. Let's see how that works. And um, yeah, stay tuned. This is a start of day one. And tomorrow then I will um, yeah, recap on what happened on day one. And you will learn more about uh, how I started my project with cleaning up things and how I'm setting up systems so that I can work really, really effective. So stay tuned. Okay, today is day two of my experiment. In terms of day one, I think the commitment to actually do things and to complete things at times really helped a lot to get things going. And I think the other really big thing was to break a big task down because actually you can't really write a protocol or write a SAP or write a manuscript. I think all these tasks are too big to be tackled. So we need to break them down um, into smaller actionable tasks that are Yeah, it can be done maybe in half an hour or an hour or something like this, but where you actually have something that you can end by the end of the day, at least. And that makes it much more easier to do them. And of course, at the end of the day, you can tick the box and um, move on and you can see what you have actually achieved. Or if you're, you know, writing something longer, maybe you can just say, okay, I will write five pages today or something like this. But something that is that you can tick off because that will help a lot in uh, get going as well as seeing what you have achieved in the end of the day. Of course, there's, you know, work and there's always these urgent things that come up on, on top of this um, bigger project that I'm working on. And it's difficult to say no, but I think it's absolutely needed to say no to certain things. And it's also important to delegate as much as possible. And delegation is a topic that we are talking here on the podcast quite a lot, because I think it's the biggest leverage to have a bigger impact at work. One other little tip that I have for a focus time is um, I downloaded an app yesterday uh, called Focus at Will. I heard about it a couple of times already on different podcasts about productivity. And it is a um, music app which has scientifically evaluated music on it that helps you to focus. So um, I listened to a really nice track, all... Um, just music, no vocals in it, and that helped a lot to, to stay focused. And it also helped to um, be not distracted by anything that goes around me. You know, I'm, I'm working from home at the moment to get things done, so I don't hear when, you know, someone opens the door or something like this. I also noticed that 
I had a hard time to concentrate for longer hour, longer than let's say 15 to 25 minutes. Then I needed a short break. And I recently um, listened to a tip to how to use these uh, short breaks. And it's good to do kind of just from a brain side to do something completely different. So not go off and, you know, read further stuff on the internet or on social media, but maybe do something with your hand. So, and I'm working, as I'm working from home, um, well, I do a little bit of cleanup here or I empty the dishwasher or something like this. Just, you know, a short amount of time, you know, not kind of cleaning up the whole house or something like this, but um, these kind of little tasks help you to... Um, have a short break, but actually a productive break. Um, and also makes my wife happy so uh, and my overall family happy. So that's, that's a nice other thing. Um, in the morning, I actually started up with cleaning the email because I wanted to know whether there's kind of any burning issues. Um, but of course, I also have times where I try to first focus on my most important deliverables, and that also helps a lot. There's quite a lot of debate in the among the productivity guys whether to start with email in the morning, and there's lots of people that say don't do that because that will drive your whole day. Um, another thing that I started with is um, setting up a system, uh, getting an overview of all the different things I needed to do, um, collecting all the different files that I need, um, organizing them. And that helps a lot to kind of um, make a system out of it. Um, and it also helps you to work productive through things and that you're not kind of searching and asking for other material all the time. Um, another very, very important thing is um, to shut off all social media things. So no Facebook or whatsoever um, somewhere. And also to um, maybe even put away your smartphones. You know, there's some <laughs> research that says that even if you have a smartphone um, next to your computer so you can see it, that will distract you quite a lot. So... I put the smartphones away you know, so that I can't see them and not kind of easily grab them. And uh, that helps a lot. And finally, um, like many um, companies, we also have a chat system. And I put that on Do Not Disturb to make sure that I'm really not interrupted by even uh, smaller things. I closed my email program and... Um, one other thing that I want to do is actually <laughs> to clean up my desk, but um, yeah, haven't been that good on this this one. Um, some other smaller tips is um, have enough water to drink. So I always um, have water on my um, on my desk here. That is one of the things that I always do in the morning with my kind of startup routine. Uh, have a coffee and have a, enough water to drink because that helps me a lot to keep concentrated. Okay, that's it for today. 
Let's talk again tomorrow. Okay, now I'm starting day three of this experiment. And yesterday was overall doing very good. However, I got distracted from time to time. But I think that's not the problem so much. I think the problem is to kind of keep on being distracted. So it's important to notice it and then get back on track. What helps me a lot is to have visual notes in front of me. So notes about what I want to do. There's a problem with these electronic um, to-do lists because they sit somewhere on your computer and if you're working on your computer you don't see them anymore and they sit directly next to all the other distractions. So it's good actually for me to have this hybrid system of some paper notes that especially on kind of what I need to do now and some electronic versions of kind of what's so my overall to-do list. Another point, of course, in terms of um, not being distracted is to be sure that all the different things are get done. And I realized yesterday again that I have a really great team that steps up to get things done um, They have the freedom to do so and I encourage them to do so. Um, but of course, it always also needs people that actually walk through these open doors. And it's just such a great relief to have this great team. This morning, I started with some sports. And just running for about half an hour helped me a lot to get into a very, very positive mood. Um, to already have something done in the morning. And, well, I just have it for, for half an hour because that is for me the time where I'm then not completely exhausted afterwards and still energized. And it's also kind of the time that helps me to um, balance enough sleep with also getting some sports done. I'm also started this morning very much with um, doing some focus work first and then doing uh, emails uh, later thereafter. And another thing that I want to focus on today is actually what I eat. And um, what helps me in the morning very often is just to have some um, little bit of cereals with lots of fruits and curd cheese because that is not so um, heavy. And so I get a good start into the day. And um, yesterday I had a lunch with just salad and a little bit of um, meat. And that helped a lot as well. Especially as I combined it with a very short power nap after lunch. And I think a power nap is a really, really good way to get re-energized because the little time you spend on there gets paid back a lot in terms of being able to focus for the rest of the afternoon. So report to you back about the next day tomorrow. Okay, and now day four. Yesterday uh, was actually overall a pretty good day. 
Um, I noticed that it's not only important about staying on task, but also to within the task, stay on the task. So um, no editing between the writing and really kind of minimizing the different task shifts because every time you need to shift from one activity to the other and writing is something very different than editing, you basically burn a lot of energy. And it's, you know, time management is really not so much about time management as it's much more about energy management because time is really fixed, it doesn't flex whereas energy really does flex and you can make sure you have the right energy at the right time. And in terms of that, I also tried different musics with this Focus at Will app that I'm uh, introduced and um, it seems that Classic actually works best for me. There's a couple of other um, musics that you can listen to um, but um, I also tried the up-tempos. It was okay, but I think uh, classic really works best for me. Maybe because I played piano for quite a time. Um, anyway, um, the other point about being productive was really to um, have some breaks in between. And actually, you can, even with this app, schedule the um, breaks so that after a certain amount of time you build in a break to regain the energy and then go into another focus time. And that is very similar to um, a technique called Pomodoro. Don't know exactly where the name fro came from and what it has to do with tomatoes, but anyway, um, uh, it's a very, very... Um, specific energy saving technique and it has these different steps first you decide on what task to be done then you set the pomodoro timer so so traditionally that's 25 minutes uh, in in the um, focus at will app it's actually 30 minutes but i guess that depends also a little bit on your training on how good you're uh, focusing. Then you work on the task. You end the work when the timer rings. And then, you know, check a piece of paper. Uh, if you then have um, four check marks, you take a short shot. Uh, so for the four, fewer than four check marks, you go uh, make a shorter break. And when you have done four check marks, you take a longer break, something like 15 to 30 minutes. And then you start again. So basically you have um, four half an hour sessions that always have something like uh, five minutes of break at the end. And then after these for half an hour session, so after these two hours, you have a longer break. And that's something that I will try today. And we'll report on tomorrow. See you again. And now day five. So yesterday I tried the Pomodoro technique and that worked overall quite well. Even if I got distracted um, due to some, you know, 
telephone calls and other things um, here. But the 25 minutes seems to be a really, really good timing to stay concentrated. Afterwards, that's really where I started to watch on the clock and things like this. So, um, and then I really needed a break and um, I could start again. Today started not so good because I slept really bad tonight. Um, I still went running this morning, which helped a lot to get going and to um, really get into a good mood, into a good um, condition for the work day and really wake up. I had already everything set up for the run yesterday evening. So I had all my running gear there and um, was kind of already had decided to go running. And so I lowered all the different hurdles to actually do it. And I think this is a generally a good idea for any more difficult task or any task that you um, keep procrastinating, uh, keep moving around, keep kind of, you know, <laughs> which, you know, these tasks that always kind of stay on your to-do list. Um, is there anything that you can do to lower the hurdle to do it? Can you make it more kind of structured? Can you kind of, you know, prepare anything? Um, just maybe think about what is the one little steps that you need to do to actually get it done? Or is there any kind of pre-work you need to do to, to get it done? Um, so kind of try to lower the hurdle for getting these kind of things done. Another topic that I thought about um, in terms of having a good start into the day is to have a morning routine. And there's lots of things written about morning routines. Um, some people spend, you know, something like two hours in the morning for their morning routine. I have a young family with three young kids, so I don't have that time. Uh, I would possibly need to get up at four o'clock in the morning to have that time and um, that would kind of collide with the sleep topic so I have a quite short morning routine but I always try to start with some silence and try to um, be grateful about things um, then I um, I really try to also get myself going in terms of um, some affirmation for myself and visualization of where I want to be. And in terms of this visualization, I really try to think, okay, if I reach my goals, what does that actually mean to me? How, how would my life be different? And that helps me going. Um, during the income uh, exercise, uh, I'm, you know, as I said, I uh, went running and uh, there's some guidance to have some kind of reading and um, uh, journaling in the morning. I tried journaling a couple of times. It didn't really pay out for me. And in terms of reading, I combined that with the running um, by listening to podcasts um, or ebooks. Um, or audiobooks, and that helps a lot so in terms of reducing the time. Okay, so the other thing that I did this morning is I looked into my yearly goals, and that also helped me to 
restructure my to-do list in the morning. Having yearly goals is pretty important, I think. But it's what is even more important is to break them down into kind of your day-to-day -day tasks. Because if you push the ball down the field every day a little bit, you see things add up over time. But it needs to be a little bit in the same direction all the time and not going kind of off uh, all the time. And that's how to get bigger things done for me. And so building into your morning routine, having a look into the overall yearly goals is really, really important. If you don't do it on a daily basis, do it at least on a weekly basis. Um, so put it in your calendar to every Monday morning, look into your goals um, or build it into your morning routine. Okay, that's for day five. Okay, this is day six. On day five, actually things went very well. I finalized most of the things that I needed to do for this bigger project and also could get a couple of uh, smaller things done. So really what I reflected on is what habits do I have established to get into my deep work mode. And I think everybody has different habits and kind of different ritual to, to get into that. And I think it's good to kind of be aware about it and to then use it to your strengths and, you know, prepare for it to and then go deliberately into these kind of rituals to get into the deep work mode. And for me, it's very much kind of, especially as I'm working from home, I drink an espresso um, and some water and that kind of, you know, this ritual to go to the espresso machine, to uh, get it, to um, have the water, and then that kind of sets me up for getting into something uh, that I really need to do deeply. And um, sometimes it's a, if it's a task that I'm not particularly happy about doing and not enjoying too much, then uh, it helps to also give yourself a little bit of pep talk to uh, get things going. In terms of deep work, there's a book I can highly recommend. Uh, it's called Deep Work by Cal Newport. And it goes through a couple of very, very interesting uh, topics. First, it starts, of course, with why deep work is important for you and how it can help you to differentiate yourself in, in the marketplace. And he has lots of examples of how people have used deep work to accomplish major things and how that helped them really with their overall career and their life. Um, he also uh, talks about what distinguishes deep work from what he calls shallow work and what are the barriers to get into this deep work mode, especially kind of the barriers in our ever-connected life and what we need to do about it. He also um, speaks about different deep work habits. So um, he has a couple of different examples of how people work with deep, 
deep work. So, so from very, very extreme cases of, you know, work, you know, getting disconnected in deep work mode for uh, very, very long like months um, into something that is more maybe on the journalistic style kind of going into deep work mode whenever there's some kind of gap in the calendar. And he also gives some very, very nice and actionable advice on training your deep work capabilities. So a couple of different exercises you can do um, on a regular basis to train yourself to be able to longer stick in these deep work Uh, habits oh, and also kind of easier get into the deep work mode. What for me is really a major driver for um, getting into this and also sticking on it and I think it's a major driver for lots of all what I'm doing is um, having enough sleep and I think this is a far underestimated Problem. So if you look into all these different surveys around there that are uh, report on how long people need to sleep and how long they actually sleep, there's a pretty significant gap between it. And I think um, we as a society underestimate the importance of sleep. Maybe at a different different episode I'll, I'll talk longer to that and maybe I can even get uh, some expert on, on, on sleep uh, to interview about this topic because I think it's really really fundamental and I think it's mostly in our hands how we want to shape it and so so it's you know most of the people need seven to eight hours sleep and harnessing that and kind of protecting this period is really important of course sometimes life gets into the way you know little kids wake up in the middle of the night or you know there's some something happening early in the morning and you know maybe something keeps you up at night whatsoever um, but i think it's always important to kind of plan for it resist the urge to watch yet another episode of Netflix. I know that is really, really difficult, especially in the evening if you're tired and if you're, you know, your decision power is anyway um, decreased, then it's really, really important to kind of, you know, set up front some, some boundaries. So watching just one episode or something like this. Also, what I really find important is if life gets in the way and uh, kids wake up three, four times in the, in, during the night, it's sometimes really important to, uh, really helpful to have a nap during the day to recover uh, your energy. Okay, now I'm going into day six. I think um, I can finalize lots of to uh, topics uh, today. And then tomorrow will be the last day of this experiment. And I'll talk to you then again. Okay, now I'm starting into the last day. Yesterday was a good day. I got all the feedbacks that I wanted for the product, which I will include today. And I got also one additional 
piece of the product that I actually delegated. It's really important to delegate things and it's really nice if you have tangibly, nicely defined work packages that you can uh, delegate. Delegation is probably the way how you can um, improve your impact and leverage things mostly and being really good on delegation is really, really important. So, so really important is clearly have it defined and also include reporting back on it. And here, of course, reporting back was very easy. Just send the product back to me. That was basically the reporting back. Now, through all the days, I worked from home. And working from home has a couple of advantages. So no commuting time. And um, uh, my mother-in-law told me, well, then basically you can, you know, you can work less because um, you can stop working because uh, you, you know, save one hour of commuting time each day. Hmm, I guess for most of us working from home, we spend an enormous amount of this commuting time actually working and not kind of, you know, doing something else. But anyway, so um, there's a couple of rules that I found for myself to be really useful when working from home. So first is to close the door. And of course, if you know, closing the door means you need to have a dedicated room. A dedicated room that is uh, for your office only or that is your office during the day that it's not needed during the day. You know, if it's your um, sleeping room and uh, kind of, you know, during the day it's your office and <laughs> it's for sleeping in the night, then I think that probably works as well. But I can't work in the kitchen or the living room that just doesn't work uh, there's too much kind of distraction there it's um, this these rooms are dedicated for completely different purposes and going into there you don't get into the right mood you don't have you know can't develop any any rituals and also kind of setting up everything you know the laptop and everything around that I just found it really, really helpful and really productive to go to my desk, have everything set up there. Well, especially, of course, with podcast settings and stuff like this. It's a little bit more of a setup here. Um, but anyway, um, it's really important, I think, to have a dedicated room for um, as an office. And also that helps to um, set up boundaries. Yeah, so um, I have clear kind of rules for my kids. Um, of course, they, you know, come in when they need help or stuff like that. But when I have my headset on, that means don't disturb me. And because then I'm on the phone and say, hey, they get that. And um, also, if I have my headset on in, and I'm in deep work mode, that is also a clear signal, okay, only when it's really, really important uh, to stop me now. And it's also quite helpful to have a discussion with your spouse about it. So what are the expectations 
working from home is not kind of, um, oh, you can interrupt me at any time and we can have a coffee chat. Of course we can have a coffee chat from time to time. I will get out of the, my office and if I need a break, of course we can, you know, have a coffee in the garden together and um, just chat about other things. And of course I really, you know, enjoy talking to my spouse much more than to my co-workers. Sorry for the co-workers, but, well, let's face it, that's reality. Um, the spouse and the kids are just much more important. So it's really good to have some clear rules and boundaries um, if you want to make that work. And as I'm thinking about it, it's probably very similar in the office as well. So um, it's probably also very, very helpful to have some clear rules of um, how to work together in the office. And I think very often these rules are kind of, they are, ju they are just not uh, clearly defined. There's actually one exception where I sometimes get out of my office and that is sometimes to get some kind of creative break. So sometimes if you just kind of want to brainstorm or if you kind of want to think through a new project or you just need to kind of um, get some creative energy, sometimes it actually helps to change the setting. And so, you know, go into the garden or go into some other rooms. Some people like to go into a, a coffee shop or something like this. Um, I think that is kind of the exception where um, leaving your office space actually helps a lot. Okay, so now I'm going into the last day and at the end of the day I will report back. Okay, this was the end. And it was a lot of learning for myself. It takes a lot of training to get back into long time of concentrated work, of really deep work. You know, things that you have done at university where you spend hours sitting on your desk and just having um, insights into complicated things, learning new things and staying on focus for very, very long time. Well, maybe for me it was a little bit easier because when I studied, um, we didn't have any smartphones. So <laughs> that was a little bit uh, easier and probably tells you how old I am. But anyway, um, there's a lot of deliberate effort actually needed to withstand all the challenges of the current workplace that interfere with all these efforts to do concentrated, focused work. There are meetings, there are distractions via emails, messenger, smartphone, phone calls, well, phone calls, maybe not so many anymore, colleagues. Well, life gets in the way all the time. And so to build a system um, is really important to get into this kind of uh, focus time and yeah, maybe schedule time in your calendar to do it on a regular basis. 
um, taking into account when you can actually do it best. You know, is 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 the morning time the best, or is the evening time the best? Is the you know maybe late afternoon is your best time for that? Um, taking this into account is really important, and creating a system is important. But also defending the system and refining the system is a never-ending story because there's always kind of meetings that get scheduled or there's new emergencies that get in the way and it's ever so easy to fall back into habits of just, you know, going from one shiny object to the next and um, that, yeah, let yourself being distracted all the time because I think just our brain is wired that way. Our brain is kind of... Uh, gets a dopamine hit if it gets these kind of shiny new objects and whether that is you know the next facebook tweet or the next um, thing on your email or you know oh there's something new that i can look into and so to kind of train yourself to um, stay away from it (laughs) takes a lot of effort at least for me it takes a lot of effort and i'm pretty sure i'm not the only one so the underlying pattern here is really that self-management is super important and i think it also is helpful for all these kind of different leadership uh, activities and if you can self-manage yourself that will also if you're a supervisor set a good example for others in your team Um, but of course that starts with being honest to yourself and i personally overestimated my capabilities to really stay focused and um, i was surprised how easily i get distracted when i'm watching myself Um, So if you want to start with that, maybe that's the first good activity to dig into. Um, Keep a log of what you're doing over the day and just kind of check every 15 minutes of what you're doing. Are you chatting to someone? Are you on email? Are you on Facebook? Are you on, you know, any other distraction? And how long can you actually stay focused on just one task? So um, that's the first thing. Uh, The other thing is what really helped me a lot was to have these long-term goals visible for me all the time. And of course, for me, kind of having this recording helped a lot because that created lots of accountability for myself. And I try to create routines and habits deliberately about this. Of course, this takes much longer than these, you know, couple of days that I worked on it. Um, Creating routines and habits uh, takes a couple of weeks at least, probably more kind of two to three months. And so, and you can kind of create all these habits and routines at the same time. It's just too stressful. So I think it's probably better to kind of start with one routine, then another one, then another one, and consciously over time build more of these these habits. 
Okay, that's now the end of it. Thanks so much for listening and talk to you again next week. We thank PSI for sponsoring this show. Thanks for listening. Please visit theeffectivestatistician.com to find the show notes and learn more about our podcast to boost your career as a statistician in the health sector. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your colleagues about it. 